Hello and welcome to the MDS podcast, the official podcast of the International Parkinson and Movement Disorder Society. I am your host, Sarah Camargos, from the Federal University of Minas Gerais, Brazil. Today, I have the pleasure to welcome Dr. Pierre-Emmanuel Sugier, a postdoctoral fellow in the Laboratory of Mathematics and their applications at the University of Pau in Pes de la Dour and team member of the Center of Population in French National Institute of Health and Public Research, Paris. He is the senior author of the recent paper published on Movement Disorders Journal, entitled Investigation of Shared Genetic Risk Factors Between Parkinson's Disease and Cancer. Welcome, Dr. Sujie, and many thanks for your time. Not all the movement disorder specialists are aware of the associations between Parkinson's disease and cancers, or the association of smoking status and Parkinson's disease. Please give us some background on these epidemiological associations. Well, I can first talk about the associations between the smoking status and Parkinson's disease, because it also has many implications in the association between Parkinson's disease and cancer. So many epidemiological studies have found an inverse association with Parkinson's disease, which means that ever smokers have a reduced risk of developing Parkinson's disease. This association is one of the more robust associations in Parkinson's disease with a dose-response relationship. This association does not seem to be explained by survival and survival bias and genetic co-funding. And survival bias is unlikely because this inverse association is also found in young people well before the risk of death from smoking is significant. Reverse causality has been hypothesized as PD patients may stop smoking more easily during the PD prodromal phase than other persons due to reduced responsiveness to nicotine. But this association is found in patients who quit smoking more than 30 years before the onset of these symptoms. So it doesn't seem to be the explanation for the inverse association between smoking and Parkinson's disease. Also, Mendelian randomization studies performed in QHPD and in both QHPD and EPDGC consortia has both found significant inverse association between smoking and Parkinson's disease. And therefore, these results are rather in favor of a causal association of tobacco, of Parkinson's disease. The mechanisms are still unknown, but could involve some gen- bio-smoking interaction. And now about the association between Parkinson's disease and, and cancer. So many epidemiological studies have been conducted to investigate this association. And these studies support a general inverse association. In, in other words, patients with Parkinson's disease tend to have a lower risk for cancer in general, and cancer patients have a lower risk for Parkinson's disease. But this inverse in- association is mostly explained by the inverse association with smoking-related cancers because of the lower prevalence of smoking in patients with Parkinson's disease. And conversely, there is a well-established positive association of PD with melanoma and to a lesser extent with breast cancer. And results are found inconsistent for different types of cancers. So the underlying mechanism remains poorly understood. Yes, some mixture between environmental and genetics, maybe. 
And what were your goals in this study and how did you address them? Well, as I said, epidemiological studies studying the association between Parkinson's disease and cancer led to inconsistent results. The studies faced a number of methodological difficulties and possible, including confounding diagnostic bias, competing risk or selective survival, for example. And alternatively, genetic approaches are less likely to be affected by confounding, reverse causation or surveillance bias because genes are randomly assigned at birth and are not influenced by exposures. So genetic approaches can be complementary to epidemiological studies and may help understand whether genetic pleiotropy could account for some of the associations highlighted by epidemiological studies. And that is why we did this work. And it is in this work, we investigated the role of the genetic contribution in the relationship between Parkinson's disease and cancer, and in particular, whether the pleiotropy, that is the fact that one gene or one genetic locus can affect multiple diseases, plays a role in this association. So this study was carried out using individual data from international consortia QHPD on Parkinson's disease and EPTIR on differentiated thyroid cancer as well as summary statistics from GWAS results, from Cancer Consortia and from the IPDGC Consortia. And identifying common genetic risk factor of Parkinson's disease and cancer preferably associated with PD, Parkinson's disease, or for which an association is suspected. And we had the opportunity to explore the association melanoma, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, prostate cancer, lung cancer, and thyroid cancer. And first, we estimated genetic correlations between Parkinson's disease and cancers using results from this large GWAS and, and, and in the Caribbean scored regressions. And, and secondly, we analyzed the association of polygenic risk score for Parkinson's disease and their individual SNPs, genetic variants, which with each cancer and conversely, the association of the polygenic risk score for each cancer with Parkinson's disease. Thank you. Please. Tell our listeners a little bit about the Courage PD Consortium and the IPDGC. The Courage PD Consortium combined data from studies carried out in many countries around the world. This consortium is funded by the GPND, the European Program on Neurodegenerative Disorders. And these studies have been genotyped by using the same neurochip array in order to perform GWAS, uh, genome-wide association studies, and to then be able to also perform Mendelian randomization analysis and pleiotropy analysis. And in our team, we were responsible for this part. And the IPDGC consortia is the largest consortia on Parkinson's disease. I am not involved in this consortium, but summary statistics from GWAS data of IPDGC are publicable online. So there is a lot of shared data in these studies, right? This is amazing. Yes, that's right. What were your exclusion criteria for your study? The summary statistics from was data, which we had access to for several consortia, were carried out on participants of European origin. And therefore, in order to have more fineness in our analysis, we chose to exclude participants who were not of European origin in the QHPD and EBITIR data. And we also choose to exclude case-only studies and those with less than 50 cases and control. And there were no other exclusion criteria than those performed by each consortium. Perfect. Most of us clinicians are not familiar with the methodology of GWAS and polygenic risk scores. 
Can you brief us on how the team worked to find a shared risk for both diseases? So the genome-wide genome-wide association study or GWAS analysis analyzed millions of genetic variants, mostly SNPs, for single single nucleotide polymorphisms distributed across the genome to detect association between a trait or a disease with these genetic markers testing each SNPs independently to others for their association with the disease, adjusted for some covariates to, in particular, avoid some population stratification bias, for example. Then we can get from this GWAS beta estimates of effect of each SNP on the disease and corresponding standard errors and p-values. And that is what we call the summary statistic from GWAS results, in fact. And this is what we add as type of data for most of the consortia we have access for. We then used the LG score regression methods to estimate the genetic correlation between Parkinson's disease and each cancer. This is a statistical approach based on GWAS data that do not require individual level genotype data. It leverages the linkage disequilibrium or LD information that is a measure of the correlation between genetic variants along the genome to estimate the contribution of common genetic variants to the trait irritability or the genetic correlation between two different diseases. And this method uses the hypothesis that each genetic variant captures a part of the effect of other variants on the disease, for which it is in LD with. And there is a proportional relation between the total score of LD for each NIP and the estimates of the project Z score for the two diseases. So then we can get the genetic correlation from it. And for polygenic risk score, this is a numerical score that estimates an individual genetic risk for a particular disease based on multiple genetic variants across the genome. It is calculated by summing the weighted contribution of each SNPs, where the weights are derived from GWAS results, in fact. So then in each cancer data, we rebuild the previously cal calculated the Parkinson's disease PRS, PRS for polygenic risk score, as a predictive genetic variable for Parkinson's disease to test if it is associated with the cancer. And in Parkinson's disease data, we build previously calculated cancer PRS as a predictive variable for each cancer to then test if it is associated with Parkinson's disease. And finally, we look at in detail the association of each SNP with both diseases for polygenic risk score, we found an association. Tell us about your major findings in your effort. Yes, by using genetic correlation analysis, we first confirmed previously reported positive genetic correlation of Parkinson's disease with melanoma. And we also identified an additional significant positive correlation of Parkinson's disease with prostate cancer. And by using cross-phenotype polygenic risk score analysis, we also identified significant association between Parkinson's disease and ovarian and breast cancer. And this association was positive with breast cancer and negative or inverse for ovarian cancer. Analysis of the association between SNPs of the PRS highlighted in cross-phenotype analysis showed that the inverse association between Parkinson's disease and ovarian cancer was mostly driven by one SNP in the 17Q21.31 region. And even if the association between PD and breast cancer seemed more diffuse on many SNPs, we also found SNPs positively associated with breast cancer in this genomic region. 
In particular, the gene MAPT in this region tagged by SNPs in the PDPRS was already known as a potential predictive marker in epithelial patients treated with taxel platinum first-line chemotherapy and as a mask marker of the paclitoxel sensitivity in breast cancer. And also the gene NSF of the ovarian cancer PRS has already been reported to be associated with Parkinson's disease for the same SNP. This gene has also been recently reported as associated with cancer pleiotropy. So overall, the evidence in favor of contribution of pleiotropic genes to the association between Parkinson's disease and specific cancers and suggests the interest of studying the pleiotropy between Parkinson's disease and cancer to better understand the shared biologic mechanisms. Great. One question of curiosity. Did you solve the question about smoke, PD and lung cancer? Well, as, as the Ilco Consortium on Lung Cancer performed GWAS is stratified by smoking statue, ever and never, we were able to examine the association of Parkinson's disease PRS with lung cancer risk according to smoking status. First, cross phenotype analysis of lung cancer stratified by smoking status showed an inverse association in ever smokers, whereas the association was positive in never smokers. And we also found a trend toward a gene-environment interaction, even if it was not statistically significant, possibly because of the small number of never smokers compared with the number of ever smokers and small effect size. We also had access to histological subtypes for lung cancer, and we found an intersection between the Parkinson's disease PRS and squamous carcinoma of the lung. And these results are consistent with the fact that squamous carcinomas are known to be the lung cancer histologic type with the strongest association with, yes. with tobacco. Very interesting. What do you think are the strengths and limitations of your study? The main strength of our study is that we used the largest GWAS available at the present date for several cancers together and with two independent large P Parkinson's disease datasets to replicate our findings while correcting for multiple testing. For the limitation, I would say the size of the GWAS datasets that was different for different phenotypes. And for some of them, we did not have access to individual data, but rather GWAS summary statistics, and that can affect slightly the power of our analysis. The panels of SNPs available in each GWAS were also different, which could affect the results, especially for genetic correlation analysis. As I said already, our analysis were restricted to participants of European descent, and then additional studies are needed in other populations. And finally, this is very likely that specific genetic factors may make some people more susceptible to the harmful effect of a lot of different exposures. And it would be interesting to have a focus on possible environmental factors that can interact with pleiotropic genes associated with both Parkinson's disease and cancer. Unfortunately, as analysis stratified by environmental factors were not available for different cancer GWASs, except for the lung cancer GWAS that performed an analysis stratified by smoking. The only effect of environmental factor we could consider is the smoking status, in fact, and in the lung cancer GWAS. I'm curious about other population as well. Maybe you can consider using GP2 a global Parkinson genetics program in the near future. What do you believe to be the next steps? Our overall results suggest the importance of shared genetic variants between Parkinson's disease and some cancers. 
So one interesting thing we found is a disparity in the results, depending on the genetic scale at which we look at these relationships. For example, by looking at the genetic correlation between Parkinson's disease and ovarian cancer, we find no significant associations. But if we look at the scale of the polygenic risk score, which is a predictive variable construct from certain SNP in particular, we found an inverse association between these two diseases. We can see something similar happening with breast cancer, which had a trend for positive correlation, but not significant genetic correlation with Parkinson's disease. But then we found a positive association by using cross-phenotypes PRS analysis. We can even go further by looking in particular at the SNPs used for the construction of cancer PRS. We find many SNPs associated with Parkinson's disease, even when we look for cancers for which we did not find a significant cross-phenotype association with Parkinson's disease. What seems to happen be that there are many regions of the genome that seem to be associated with both diseases at the same time, regardless of the types of cancer. However, the effect of each disease can vary greatly between these regions. And what is interesting to understand in particular is that the direction of these effects can vary from one locus to another, and the effects can thus compensate each other and mask an overall effect, particularly for the genetic correlation at the genome scale, but also inside the noticeable variables such as the PRS. Then the absence of a discovery at the scale of the genome does not mean as the absence of local correlations in specific genomic regions. So this phenomenon shows the importance of looking more closely at the genetic relationships between Parkinson's disease and cancer and by using appropriate methodologies. Hence, there is also a need to develop well-designed methods for pleiotropy analysis, in fact. We have recently developed several methods which make it possible to analyze pleiotropy by taking into account the heterogeneity in the direction and also the magnitude of the genetic effects between the phenotypes. And this at the scale of the SNPs, but also at the scale of the gene and or the biological pathways. And in particular, the GCP-based method is adapted to this context. And we intend to use this method to explore in more detail the relationship between Parkinson's disease and cancer for which we found an association exploring pleiotropy at SNP and gene level to better understand the shared biological mechanisms between uh, Parkinson's disease and cancer. That's great. Well, congratulations on your terrific research. It is indeed a great work with shared data, a lot of collaboration, a huge work, and many thanks for your time. We are waiting for your next studies. Thank you, Pierre. The views and opinions expressed by the participants in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the International Parkinson and Movement Disorder Society or their affiliated journals, Movement Disorders and Movement Disorders Clinical Practice. Any disclosures of the participants can be found within the episode description located on the MDS website. <laughs>